Welcome to the Let's Kill It podcast. I'm Janice T, former corporate dropout turned full-time entrepreneur, creator, and lifelong learner. Every single week, I bring you mindset hacks and personal growth tips inspired by real stories and experiences. So if you're an inspiring entrepreneur, entrepreneur, online content creator, or someone who is really looking to grow your business or career and level up your life, well, you're in the right place. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the good stuff begin. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Let's Kill It podcast. I am so excited to be back and especially about today's topic because this is going to be rich people are bad and other awful lies I believed growing up. And so this episode by now, as you know, is going to be about really bad real life examples that kind of kept me broke or definitely in a very broke type of mindset um, and just really hindered me from thinking bigger dreaming bigger and therefore creating bigger and being bigger as well. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, definitely childhood and a lot of the things I heard from well-intentioned and, um, you know, definitely these people who gave this sort of advice that was terrible. They were definitely well-intentioned, but that doesn't mean that well-intentioned advice also equates to good advice. And I think that is something that might be relatable to a lot of you listening or a lot of us actually just growing up thinking that grown-ups or adults quote-unquote know everything or quote-unquote know more than us or quote-unquote must know best, especially when these are adults that we respect um, in other areas, right? So one thing that I was super confused about growing up as a kid is like, I could respect this one person, right? For being a great mom, being a great sister, being a great friend. But this person also could know absolutely nothing when it comes to business advice, for example. Or I could respect this one person for being a really great um, father to his child and just a really great teacher when it comes to academics, but this person might not know anything about football. And so if I actually wanted to learn football, I wouldn't go to this guy, even though I respect him in multiple other areas for being really great at those things. So I think the confusion, especially when you're younger and before you really know yourself and start um, developing your thought processes a little bit more critically is that I often confused with respecting one person in one respect um, with respecting them as a whole. And it took me a while to realize that, hey, you know, I might respect this person in areas A, B, and C, but when it comes to this area F, for example, they literally don't know anything. And I shouldn't listen to any of their advice, even though I may be going to this person for a lot of advice on areas B, A, B, and C as I should. So I think um, it may sound, you know, very overly simplified now looking back, but I think it's something that actually took me a while. And once I realized that and started really filtering the type of advice that I got from certain people and started filtering the type of people that I actually took and asked for advice from, then the quality of my life actually became a lot bigger. And I think before I dive into today's episode, a quick pro tip 
um, if any of you are relating to this or if any of you are struggling with something similar is that at the bare minimum, um, the quick question that I would ask myself is, does this person have experience in this in the area where I want to ask the question. So for example, if my question is on cooking pasta, then does this person have experience in this area of cooking pasta? And do they have a strong track record of actually cooking pasta well, right? So do they have experience and do they have good experience with great results? And if the answer is no, then I'm not going to do it. And this same rule also applies to, you know, unsolicited advice. Hopefully you don't get advice that you don't ask for. But if you do, sometimes as human beings, we just care so much about what other people think of us. Like it's a very natural thing. And so does it, do I let it affect me on a deep level? Well, it really depends. Um, what was their comment? If this person is a Hollywood stylist and she's like, you know, Janice, you have like zero style, then I'll be more inclined to listen to her. But if this is like, um, you know, a faraway aunt that has terrible dress sense to begin with and might have zero sense of style as far as I'm concerned and doesn't know what she's talking about, then even if she said I had horrible style, I'll be less inclined to take her opinion very seriously or even internalize her opinion or let it affect me on a deep level at all. So that's a quick little pro tip I have for you guys. And let's dive into these myths of awful advice that I got uh, just growing up as a child, as a teenager. And um, let's get into it. So the first myth slash bad advice that I got is that rich people always cheat money from other people. And this line, I guess, um, immediately insinuates that rich people, they always get their money from some sort of unethical means or that they're basically, quote unquote, bad people. Like they must have got their money from doing something immoral or wrong or unethical. And do you know what? As a kid, I believed this for a very, very, very long time. Because it came from people like all around me that I really did respect, especially as a child. And um, integrity and honesty has always been one of my biggest personal core values, even as a as a kid, um, you know, to steal like cookies from the cookie jar, I would do it. And then if someone asked me like my mom, for example, she's like, did you take the candy out of the jar while I wasn't looking? I'll be like, um. Yeah, I kind of did. So I find it very difficult to lie. And integrity is one of my biggest core values ever since I was a little child. And I actually, therefore, adopted this thought very early on as a child that, um, you know what, if rich people always cheat other people of their money, and that's how they become rich, then I don't actually want to become rich. You know, maybe I don't have to be like super rich, right? I Maybe I can just be like kind of moderately comfortable so that I don't have to be super unethical to live the life that I want, right? And I wouldn't have to do the super bad stuff that super rich people must have done um, in order to get that level of wealth. And this was like such an awful mindset for me to have, not even just in my entrepreneurial career, but just even like the way that I related to people, 
I start thinking that, you know, people that I met, um, it could be like my friend's parents, um, you know, even as a teenager or later on when I went into the workforce, it could be people who just, you know, had very successful businesses. And I would like subconsciously, this sounds crazy, by the way, guys, but I would subconsciously just think, wow, what did you do to get there? And saying it out loud now, it's so damaging and it sounds so ridiculous, but because it was in my brain as a child during my formative years for so long, I believed it for such a long time, probably at least a good decade or decade and a half before I was actually able to step out of it, think a little bit more critically as a teenager and really start asking, hold on, like, is that true? Um, and obviously that's a myth. And you can absolutely do business and make a shit ton of money ethically. And I think the truth is that actually, if you think about it, entrepreneurs are the reason that society can operate. And whether you call it entrepreneurs, whether you call them business owners, whether you call them CEOs or bosses, typically villainized in in movies like you know the boss is always like the person yelling and shouting and making everyone's lives miserable like i don't know why so many movies and mainstream media portray the boss as like a really bad person right but this all feeds into that same line of thought that rich people must be bad rich people always cheat money from other people and honestly it's absolute bs because these bosses, these business owners, these founders, these entrepreneurs, if there were no entrepreneurs, like I wouldn't be speaking to you with this mic. I wouldn't be staring right now at my laptop. I wouldn't be holding my phone. You wouldn't be reading or listening to this right now on your smartphone because someone invented it, right? Like a founder invented it. Or you wouldn't have had the coffee or the juice that you had this morning at your favorite store because someone had to come up with that idea some entrepreneur thought of that idea and actually followed it through and it became a real shop and therefore you could get your favorite juice and coffee or you wouldn't even be able to order your next online shopping order and in this day and age like almost everyone buys something online but you wouldn't be able to do that if there were no founders entrepreneurs or bosses who actually thought of that idea right because again someone came up with that business, someone took action, and therefore you can use it as a service or product. And so like my view on that is obviously the saying that rich people always cheat money from others is a lot of BS. And in fact, these are the people that move the needle in the world and that add value to the world. And as consumers, um, myself as well, being a consumer of so many things, including the devices that I'm using to record this and speak to you guys right now, and the devices that you guys use to consume this right now, is only made possible because there are these dreamers, there are these creators, they add so much value to the world. And they probably work like a dog, honestly, to make it happen as well. So I feel the truth is that people who make tons of money often actually deserve it there are i mean these are the people who make things happen for the rest of the world so that the rest of the world can live a happier better more interesting fulfilling life and for that they 1000 percent deserve it in my opinion and that's my current view on that but that was a big one growing up that um rich rich people always cheat money from other people which Obviously, I don't subscribe to anymore. 
The second one is that rich people just got lucky to be born in the right place. And if you had that, you could also achieve the same greatness. This one's a little trickier. And actually, I've heard this um, a lot, even growing, even after I became an adult. Um, my view on that is that this is not really true. And let me share with you why. Because that could be two people. So imagine a situation where two people own a rubber plantation. Okay, so the first person might just let it die because who in 2022 wants to be a farmer on a rubber plantation in the middle of nowhere, right? So the first person might just let it die. Um, the second person might use it for its rubber, right? So the pure natural resource, extract the rubber, and run a small family business. Well, imagine if there was a third person that came along and the third person can extract not only the pure rubber, but take an additional step and turn it into a tire manufacturing company or a car parts company since it has that natural resource. It's the same as if I had an apple farm. Um, option A, person A just lets it die because who wants to be a freaking farmer in 2022, for example? And um, person B might just be like, okay, I'm just going to harvest the apples and sell them to the local markets, maybe the local supermarkets, and that's it. Whereas the third person might not let it die. They'll nurture it. They'll actually sell it to the local markets and supermarkets. But on top of that, they might make like apple jam, apple pie, apple cookies, apple-based products. And they can sell that online. They can sell that on different types of marketplaces and basically generate like multiple, multiple, multiple profitable revenue streams. And imagine if they actually grew so big that they became a listed company. But hold on. All of these people started with the same resource, which is the Apple farm, for example. And the first one just literally had an asset and resource and let it basically die. The second one turned it into a small business. And the third one was very innovative, maxed out the use of the resources use their brains and skills to critically develop a business strategy with multiple products and revenue streams into the business and got a much more different and of course better ROI and profit from it. So what is my point here? My point is just because you have the same resource doesn't mean you necessarily get the same results. And I think that that's where people get confused because I hear this so often where it's like, oh, this person has a powerful parent or was born into a better family or they just got into it, quote unquote, at the right time or they happen to be, quote unquote, lucky to meet um, the same people. And sure, maybe some people really do get a little lucky when they're starting out, right? Maybe they do get a little more resources and opportunities than you. But what I want to say is, are you sure that if you were to be given the opportunity that you would be able to max it out? Because getting the opportunity is one thing, but whether you're ready for it or not, 
mentally, emotionally, and practically, how are you going to make use of the opportunity and resource to actually make shit happen is a whole different thing altogether. For example, a lot of people would be like, oh, okay, um, I want $100 million. Like, if only I had $100 million, just like that person who got lucky and they got a VC who invested in them and, you know, they had $100,000. And therefore, you know, they scaled it to, let's say, uh, $500 million dollar company because they got that first hundred thousand dollars from a VC or some sort of an angel investor. Well, if I were to give you a hundred thousand dollars tomorrow, assuming you're a new business owner, you just started your business, how are you actually going to use that amount of money? Are you just going to use that to um, half of that to set up a shop front? Are you going to use 30,000 of that to, um, do paid marketing and then you use the remaining 20,000 of that to hire stock because that might not work depending on what your business model is. And so that's what I mean, right? Getting the opportunity is one thing, but whether you're ready for it, and this includes your practical skill sets, your mental mindset, and your emotional readiness to fully optimize the resources of that opportunity to make things happen on a very big, very successful level is a different thing altogether. Just a little bit of food for thought there, right? And even if we take this out of the entrepreneurial context, um, it's just like CEOs of large Fortune 100 companies, right? Or even politicians. Is it really unfair that these people get paid seven figures or multiple seven-figure annual salaries if they if their net results bring in so much more revenue and profit you know is it really crazy that someone gets paid for example one million if as a result of being with the company they actually generate an additional 100 million dollars worth of profit is it that crazy that they get paid one percent of the value that they bring in doesn't sound that crazy to me or for politicians as well, like if you sit on the board and Singapore is a really sensitive place, so I'm not going to talk about any statutory boards or government bodies, but let's say you were to sit in a government body and you get paid a million dollars. As a result of that, the development of whatever country you're in um, nets, for example, a few hundred million, right? So then is it crazy that you get paid a few million dollars? Um, again. I don't think so, right? And if you're and if you're right now sitting in your chair, you might be thinking, oh, you're complaining and you think you can do their job, then why don't you try it out? And why don't you actually try it out? Why don't you actually apply, actually try to do their job and see if you can do a good job at it? Chances are you can't because you don't have the necessary hot skill set and the soft skill set which probably took them years to build, by the way. Years to build, years to hone, years to continuously develop it so that it becomes better and better and better. So that's one. You probably can't because you don't have those skill sets, hard skill sets, and also soft skills. And secondly, if you were to try it, you would almost, I think, almost definitely realize for sure that they're not paid, quote unquote, for nothing because their job is actually freaking difficult. And so here's the truth about this one. Rich people don't just have luck, but they also have the heart 
skills and the soft skills to match. In short, rich people get paid lots of money because a lot of the time they do difficult shit that 99% of the people literally cannot do. As in, literally, they are unable to do that. The vast majority of us are unable to do the job that, for example, a politician could do. And if you think that you don't fall under the 99%, then, you know, you can run for that job and see if, you know, they think that you have the right sort of hard and soft skill sets to get in. And that could maybe change your life if you really are a suitable candidate. But a lot of the times, overwhelmingly, you don't get paid that much simply because you don't have that much skills. You don't have that many skills, sorry. And you don't add that much value. That's why you're not paid that much because we're all paid based on the value that we bring in. So the more value you can give to someone, the more you actually get paid for it because you're giving them so much more than what they're giving you that it's a no-brainer for them, right? Which is why I talked about, you know, is it really crazy that if you bring in $100 million extra as a result of you being there, whether it's in... um the board of a government board or whether it's in a Fortune 100 company. Is it crazy that you get 1% of the value that you bring in? I don't think so. So that's number two on rich people just got lucky to be born in the right place. And if you had that, you would also achieve the same results. I don't think that's true at all. Moving on to number three. Um. Oh, this one is quite interesting. I hear this a lot when I'm on taxis or on Uber or Grab or um, public transport. I mean, I mean, like, I hear this so much when people say um, rich people have a lot of problems, so it's not good to be rich. I'm just going to pause for a moment here to let the silence um, sink in because in my personal opinion, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard growing up and still here um, even today. But growing up, especially, I heard people around me, some of whom were obviously adults that I looked up to at the time, saying things like, oh, you know, rich people are always not close to their kids. I mean, like, look at them. They're so busy. They don't have a relationship with their kids. Um, maybe not like I do. Right. And then. Um, Rich people always have problems in their marriage and they always end up, um, you know, in a divorce and they always end up leaving separately from their spouses and their marriages don't work out. Um, and, uh, you know, they don't have real friends, quote unquote, because they never know um, who's in it for a commercial gain and who really actually likes them and wants to be their friend. And basically, rich people have a shit life apart from the fact that they're financially comfortable. I mean, come on, like, come on. Poor people have a lot of problems too. Some may argue bigger problems. Some may argue that they're the same problem, you know, be it um, being, you know, very estranged from your child or having a difficult marriage or even a failed marriage. And then also like friendship problems. It's not like that's exclusive to wealthy people. I mean, like, Middle-class people, upper-class people, lower-class people, like whatever your net worth. Parent-child relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, basically a lot of things that have to do with people. 
they surface in our lives because guess what? We're people, we're human beings, and that's just what human beings do. Um, so it's not exclusive. Like these problems are not definitely not exclusive to rich people. But one thing is for sure, right? Like human beings are people and people all have problems, big or small, short-term or long-term, urgent or underlying, right? Whatever shape, form, size it comes in, this isn't news. And another reason why this doesn't make sense is that everyone has problems, right? The question is like, what can you do about it? And this is the interesting part. Because a lot of the times, in order to get rid of the problem, you need resources. Resources such as money. For example, you could be obese if you are, or face health conditions if you are poor. But you could also face health conditions if you are rich, right? And to get rid of this health condition, you need more money to go for health checkups, to buy expensive and better foods rather than eat junk food like McDonald's for like $4 or something. And you need money to hire a professional to help you keep in check and stay accountable in the right way. Whether you need money for a fitness trainer, whether you need money for a nutritionist, whether you need money for a doctor, all these things cost money. And a lot of the times, especially when it comes to health, It's not a small amount of money either. So here's the truth, I think, to this. Rich people have a lot of problems, but so do poor people. The difference here is that rich people have more resources to get rid or to counteract that problem that they have in their life. So to the myth that rich people have a lot of problems and therefore you shouldn't be rich, I think it doesn't make sense because everybody has problems. It's just whether or not you have the resources, oftentimes money, to get rid of the problem. And we're down to our fourth and final. Rich people only care about money and they don't care about anything else. So I heard this a lot um, where it's... Coming from the perspective where rich people don't care about their kids, rich people don't care about people around them, rich people don't care about giving back. And, you know, it's as if rich people are these emojis where, you know, instead of the smiley eyes, they just have dollar signs inside their eyes. And in fact, some cartoons have this as well, which is so messed up on a different level. Um, But we're not going to talk about that today. But um. Actually, we are. We can we can take a slight digression because one of the things I remember growing up as an animal lover is um one th- 101 Dalmatians, like the dog show. And I just remember like when Corella de Ville first stole the puppies from the house, it was like a very normal looking house. And Corella de Ville was like driving this like crazy cool looking car. She was wearing like a fur coat. She just looked like someone like super evil, but expensive. You know, and I always thought, like, why are the rich people always somehow giving off evil vibes and not caring about animals? In, you know, in the example of Corella Deville, she's like an evil person. She doesn't care about, you know, people around her. She doesn't care about the people that she works with, that she sees. She doesn't care about stealing dogs from other people. And I, I think these kind of like subtleties that were imbued in, in movies really do affect kids a lot. But that's a topic for another day. 
So anyway, back to the point. The myth is that rich people only care about money and basically they don't care about anything else. Um, and their eyes are laser focused on, you know, just creating more money, more money, more money. And they're just blinded by money. At Usually it seems or at least it's portrayed to be as if they only care about money at the expense of everything else. Right. But looking at my personal experience, that's just not true at all, actually, because what I realized is that I've also met successful people and super wealthy people who are the most generous in giving, whether it's directly giving in financial means or whether it's giving in terms of their time, which a lot of the time, if you are super successful at a certain level, your time is actually worth more than um, just pure money because it's a limited resource. Um, or they're also super generous in terms of like contributing back to society. And of course, I do also know rich people who are like, quote unquote, obsessed with money. But by the way, I've also met poor people who are freaking obsessed with money as well. So what's the truth? What do we make of that? The facts seem to suggest that surprise, surprise, being rich or poor has nothing to do with how caring you are or how non-caring you are. It has nothing to do with caring exclusively about money to the point where other things don't matter at all, right? So whether or not you feel that way has nothing to do with your net worth or how much money is actually in your bank. Also, I want to say just on a very real note, and this might be a bit of like hashtag harsh truths, right? But this is the Let's Kill It podcast where we can get those real raw truths down. So I want to just say, and just be the devil's advocate here, where if you believe that rich people only care about money and nothing else, if you're one of those people that have thought that before in the past, or maybe you're still currently thinking that, is it something that you truly, truly believe in from the core of your heart? Or... Is that actually an excuse to paint these people with incredible wealth as the bad guy or as the villain? Because rich people can be kind. Rich people can care about people. Rich people can be great human beings in addition to having a lot of money. You know? And everyone, it sounds like, if this is true, then everyone will want to be a rich person and should probably want to be a rich person. And maybe, could it be that you you just don't want to acknowledge this fact? Because if you acknowledge that rich people can be kind, caring, a great human being, and super freaking wealthy at the same time, then you'll have to admit that, hey, actually, that's not a bad thing. Then you'll have to face the reality of I actually wanted to be rich, but I failed. Or I wanted to be rich, but I'm not there yet. Instead of hiding behind this farce and this lie that you're like, oh, I, I don't want to be rich anyway. When in reality, you do. You tried and you failed. So is it that you really believe that rich people um, only care about money and they're immoral and they, they're kind of selfish and they don't care about anything else? And you actually don't want to be rich anyway? Or is it that you realize that reality 
can be that they're super wealthy, but also super kind, generous, helpful, caring, and great human beings. But you just don't want to face the fact that you tried and you failed. Or you don't want to face the fact that it's difficult to get there and you might never get there and you might end up feeling like a failure if you try to get there, but you don't get there. And therefore, you just prefer to hide behind this lie. So be real with yourself. And remember, at the end of the day, you know, it's each to their own, every man for himself, every woman for herself. But just don't take advice on how to be wealthy from people who literally don't have any money right? Because that will keep you broke as hell. And don't take advice on any other topic, right? From someone who hasn't been there and done that, like, because that just doesn't make any logical sense at all. Why would I try to take swimming lessons from someone who doesn't know how to swim? Why would I take cooking lessons from someone who, you know, literally can't even cook microwave food, right? So that's all from me um, on the top really bad, awful life um, examples and advice that actually made things worse and kind of kept me in this really broke mindset. And um, that took me like definitely more than a decade to really question and see it for what it is. So if you're still watching, if you're still listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, I really hope you did. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Um, also, what was the worst advice you've heard growing up or even recently on how to do business and life that just really doesn't make sense at all. But like maybe at a time when the person said it, it, it like seems like it makes a lot of sense. Or maybe it's a person that you really respect. Or maybe you just heard it when you were a child and you didn't know any better. What was the worst advice that you got that just really didn't help? Let me know down in the comment section below. And I'll see you Thanks in the next Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. And I hope it inspired you on your journey towards that next level in your business and life. Make sure to check out the description for show notes with a full rundown of all the juicy details and important links that you need. Also, make sure to share this with a friend if you found this useful and subscribe here on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It would genuinely mean the world to me to hear from you. So share a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and let me know which part of this episode resonated with you the most. In case no one's told you lately, you are amazing and absolutely capable of creating the extraordinary life that you dream of and deserve. Now it's time to go out there, do the hard stuff, and let's kill it.